This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 293 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're going to talk about how useful is the body mass index, better known as BMI. I'm going to tell you about some lessons you can learn about weight loss that I learned from my cat. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just die it thin. Not till you lie. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a, a dude or in some cases a dudette that's just trying to lose weight. And I should always do this before I hit record. I'm pulling up my, uh, I use MyFitnessPal. It's an app to track all my eating and my exercising and things of that nature. And since last week... It says I am down 0.8 pounds. I'm down to 197.2, which is cool because I was stuck at 198 for the longest time. And if you're a regular listener of the show, you know I've been up and down and up and down and up and down. I've been going down steadily. I'm down actually, I believe, uh, almost 30 pounds at this point. I've done this by A, cutting out soda. And believe me, I didn't think I could do it, but I did. I cut out fast food. Even the, quote, healthy stuff, like the chicken sandwiches, don't do it. And um, I drink 80 ounces of water, and I get plenty of sleep. And then I try to get 10,000 steps a day. And really what that means is making good choices. And I got to tell you, one of the things I'm really proud of myself this weekend is, number one, I made sure I, I, now I didn't really need this, but I wanted it, and I got it. And that is I bought a grill. Now, what's hilarious is I record this in April here of 2016. I bought the grill. I live in Ohio. And literally within hours, there was snow on it. Yeah, welcome to Ohio. Literally, it rained. It was nice. Then it rained. Then it had hail. And then we had snow. So if you don't like the weather in Ohio, just wait. It will change. Trust me on that. And um, I bought it so I could grill things, obviously. But I also did something that I've been saying I was going to do for a long time. I'm starting to cook. And by that, I mean, I actually made a barbecue sauce from scratch. I, uh, I'm using this company locally called Slimgenics. They're kind of costly. It's basically Weight Watchers with a different name, and they have a cookbook. And I was talking to somebody else there, and here it comes back again to always having a, a friend or somebody you can lean on 
And I was saying how I spent like $20 on this cookbook and hadn't used it yet because it seemed like half the recipes had mushrooms or green peppers in them. And I hate mushrooms and or green peppers. And she said, well, just leave those out. And she said, really, the the pulled pork or pulled chicken sandwich barbecue something. So I made this barbecue sauce. Now, I, I will say this. I learned this. I went to Bed Bath & Beyond uh, looking for some stuff. They have, if you've never used spices, spices are costly. They're like 3 to $5 a bottle. And I was at Bed Bath, and then it's a matter of they're just a mess in my my cabinets. So go to Bed Bath & Beyond. They make these kits with a bunch of popular, for lack of a better phrase, spices. And it would have been like $40. And I think I spent 20 in spices and ended up with a big jumbled mess in my cabinets. And I'm thinking for the extra 20 bucks, I would have done that. Because I really do want to start doing this. And I learned that smoked paprika is a pretty cool spice. You have to be careful. Because when you go to like smell spices, you don't want to like just snort them. Because I'm thinking snorting chili powder powder would be a, a great way to uh, clear your sinuses. So I'm I'm proud because a I tried something new. I had no idea if this was going to work or not. I'm proud because I did it, and in the end, I ended up with enough food to feed me for about three or four days. It, it's not the best chicken I've ever had, but it's better than just boring chicken, and it's more healthier than probably something that I would buy from the store that would be filled with sugar and all sorts of ingredients that I couldn't pronounce anymore. So it's something I'm trying to do, do new stuff, try new things. So that is something uh, to do. And I'm going to talk, I guess we'll talk about this first. I want to talk about lessons I learned from my cat. I know it sounds weird, but you can learn a lot about your cat or learn about weight loss from your cat. And here's, here's the deal. I inherited a cat last December and I am so much a dog person. And, uh, but I like this cat. His name is Bernie and he's my buddy, but I have never cleaned a cat box in my life. And I'm not a huge fan of cleaning the cat box. And so I would do it about every five to seven days. And it was a disaster. In fact, I actually hurt my back the one week because I was kind of bent over and I'm digging this stuff out because it's just, it's just been there for a while and it was a hassle. And uh, I thought, man, dogs are so much easier. And then it dawned on me that when I had a dog, I took it out in the morning. I took it out when I got home from work. I took it out after dinner. And I took it out one more time before I went to bed. So I, I basically did that four times a day. Can you imagine what it would be like if I walked my dog every five to seven days, assuming it didn't blow up? That would be quite a mess. And so I've now started treating my cat like it's a dog. And I check the litter box in the morning. I check it when I get done with work. I check it after dinner. And I check it once before I go to bed. And usually somewhere in there, there'll be a little present for me. And it takes all of 10 seconds to clean. And so you're like, Dave, what does this have to do with weight loss? The things that you hate to do, maybe it's exercise or things of that nature, do them in little spurts so they don't overwhelm you. If you can't find 20 minutes to exercise, then exercise for five minutes, four times a day. That way you're not like, ah, break it into little bits. And what we need to do is focus on the actions that lead to weight loss, not the scale. 
So many times we look at the scale and go, oh, I hate you. Well, if we focus on those things that lead to weight loss, eating better food, drinking plenty of water, getting some exercise, and getting some sleep, those are the biggies. When you focus on doing all of those or doing one of them better than, you know, do whatever it is, then that will lead to to weight loss. And so here I was dreading cleaning the litter box. I just started doing it multiple times a day of which half the time I go there and go, Nope, nothing for me. And then when there is something, it takes two seconds. So break those big things that you hate into smaller little tasks. And it's really not that big a deal. The other thing I found this article today, going to be kind of a shorter show today. And uh, it's how useful is the body mass index. And this is from Dr. Robert Schmerling, who is a faculty editor for Harvard Health Publications. And this is on uh, harvard.edu, edu, excuse me. He says, do you know your BMI? Increasingly, people know theirs just as they know their cholesterol. And if you don't know BMI, you can use a BMI calculator. And um, I'll put a link to one out in the show notes. Uh, All you have to do is go to LogicalLoss.com and then uh, throw in a slash 293 and uh, I'll have a link to that. But basically it's your weight times um, 703 divided by your height in inches. Uh, Well, I'm sorry, divided by your height in inches multiplied by your height in inches. So that's why it's easier just to use a calculator. And so uh, let's see, I'm going to go ahead and do mine here. And let me uh, bring this up. And so I am, I am 6'1", so six foot one inches. And I am currently uh, 187. I'm sorry, 197. Be nice, 197. So my BMI is 259 and they do have a metric button on this as well. So for my folks across the pond and 25.9 is I'm right on the edge of overweight. If I get down to 24.9, I'd be normal. That's, that's kind of cool. Didn't realize that. So, um, so what does this mean to understand your BMI means it's useful to take a step back and understand what it's measuring and why it's measured. The BMI is a calculation of your size that takes into account your height and your weight. And a number of years ago, uh, they were using charts that ask you to find your height along the left side, and then you would slide your finger to the right to see the ideal weight from choices listed under small, medium, or large frame sizes. And these charts came from actuarial statistics, uh, calculations that life insurance companies use to determine your likelihood of uh, basically reaching and advancing age based on data from thousands of people. And these charts were cumbersome to use, and it was never clear how one was to decide a person's frame size. So it was always kind of a bit of a confusing thing here. So BMI does something similar. It expresses the relationship between your height and weight as a single number that is not dependent on frame size. And although the origin of the BMI is over 200 years old, it is a fairly new um, in terms of measuring your health. So what is the normal BMI? Well, it's between 18 and a half and 25. 
A person with a BMI between 25 and 30 is considered overweight, and a person with a BMI over 30 is considered obese. A person is considered underweight if the BMI is less than 18.5. So as with most measures of health, it's not perfect. It says, for example, results can be thrown off by pregnancy or high muscle mass. So you could actually be really fit and have lots of muscles and it'll throw off your BMI. And it may not be a good measure of health for children or the elderly. So if that's the case, then why does BMI matter? In general, the higher your BMI, the higher the risk of developing a range of conditions linked with excess weight, including, and it's, it's all of our favorites, right? Diabetes, arthritis, liver disease, several types of cancer. So in case you're worried about getting just one type of cancer, no, no, it's, you know, buy one, get seven free, such as breast, colon, and prostate, uh, high blood pressure, better known as hypertension, high cholesterol, and sleep apnea. And current estimates suggest that up to 365,000 excess deaths due to obesity occur each year in the U.S. That is a lot of people. 365,000. This is in addition, independent of any particular disease, people with high BMIs often report feeling better both physically and psychologically uh, once they lose the excess weight. So, and here's why BMI may not matter. So on one hand, you know, if you don't pay attention to your BMI, you're setting yourself up for all these diseases. Here's the flip side. It's important to recognize that BMI itself is not measuring health or a physiological state such as resting blood pressure that indicates the presence or, or really the absence of disease. It is simply a measure of your size. Plenty of people have high or low BMI and are healthy, and conversely, plenty of folks with a normal BMI are unhealthy. In fact, a person with a normal BMI who smokes and has a strong family history of cardiovascular disease may have a higher risk of early cardiovascular death, um, as opposed to someone who has a BMI, a high one, but is a physically fit non-smoker. So there are, like anything else, exceptions to the rule. And then there is this obesity paradox and that is where some studies have found that despite the fact that the risk of certain diseases increase with a rising BMI, people actually tend to live longer on average if their BMI is a bit on the higher side. So this, again, is one of those things that I, why I wanted to bring this up is I always say go by how you feel and how you look to a certain extent. Uh, they, they carry on in this article. Should we stop giving so much weight? <laughs> Get it to BMI. And that's really what's being asked uh, of many new studies. Uh, researchers, researchers looked at how good the BMI was as a single measure of cardiovascular health and found that, well, it wasn't very good at all. And that's kind of what I want to bring, because I know people that really obsess over this number. Nearly half of those considered overweight by BMI had a healthy cardiometabolic profile, including a normal blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar, and about a third of people with normal BMI measures had a unhealthy cardiometabolic profile. That's fun to say, cardiometabolic. So um, the authors of the bemoaned, you know, they, they basically said, Ugh, when it came to the inaccuracy of the BMI, they claim it translates into mislabeling millions of people as unhealthy and also overlooking millions of others who are actually unhealthy but they're considered healthy because, well, their BMI says so. 
So as, and this is the, the kind of the bottom line of this, as a single measure, BMI is not a perfect measure of health, but it's still a useful starting point for important conditions that become more likely when a person is overweight or obese. It's a good idea to know your BMI, but it's also important to recognize the limitations. So this is how I see this. And I'm seeing more and more reports about this. If your BMI starts to go into the the areas that you don't want, now it's time to do things like check your blood pressure and maybe do a, you know, go someplace and get some stress tests because it may be that it's showing that you're getting into the unhealthy area and you're not. And likewise, if you are, it's saying you're healthy, maybe you ought to do some other tests just to be sure. So it can be, to me, I see this as kind of a red flag tool. But the key there is they kind of gave the bottom line as a single measure. So if this is the only thing you're using to measure, you might want to find something else. And like I said, I'll put this out in the show notes. Go to logicalloss.com slash 293. And uh, you can see what your BMI is with a calculator and then decide if you're just going to go, yeah, whatever, and uh, go that route. So I want to thank everybody who has uh, been using the Amazon buttons out at LogicalLoss.com. Go to LogicalLoss.com slash support. And anything you do there will help support the show. Really, really, really helps uh, keep the lights on here. It costs me about $30 a month to do the show. And if you're getting any benefit from this, then by all means, um, support the show. Go out if you're shopping at Amazon, do that. There's also a donate button. So if you just want to slap us a few bucks to help pay for the hosting, you can uh, do that. So it's always deeply appreciated. And uh, don't forget that uh, we did not get this size overnight. It took us a while. And it's going to take us a little bit of time to get this weight off. And uh, so it's not it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a bit of a marathon. And focus on on the actions that lead to weight loss. Don't focus on the scale. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free. 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Can't buy it, guess I'll have to just to die it then Won't tell you lies then I won't smaller thighs then But I realize I guess I'll